0: And now, let's make that random call with today's $10,000 question. Who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel? Mm-hmm. Hello? for
1: $10,000... Mm-hmm. Oh, sh- mm-hmm. Excuse me?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, your time is up. Uh-
2: I'm Dr. V. And I'm Dr. A, two doctors on a mission to answer your burning questions about burning sensations and all things science. This is
3: What the Woo. The love affair between people and cow's milk goes back thousands of years. We put it in baby bottles, dunk our cookies in it, and use it to make decadent ice creams, butters, and cheeses. Milk and dairy products are one of the safest fresh food products on the market, but it wasn't always that way. Before Louis Pasteur's pasteurization process was adapted from wine to milk, Milk-borne disease was a leading cause of infant mortality from diseases such as scarlet fever, diphtheria, typhoid, and tuberculosis. While some people argue that the pasteurization process destroys certain vitamins and enzymes and renders the final product less tasty, the overwhelming consensus is that these minimal losses are a fair price to pay for eliminating the risk of dying from a contaminated glass of milk. That hasn't stopped the internet from convincing certain health-minded individuals that the taste and additional enzymes in untreated milk are worth the possible pathogens. In today's What The Woo, we head on over to the CDC website to hear from three people who lost the raw roulette game. What happened to those families? In retrospect, would they take that chance again? That's today on What The Woo. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review and hit that subscribe button. Now to the show. When it comes to woo, I think one of the scariest things that I see right now is this obsession with with raw milk. Like I remember growing up in in Massachusetts, um, sort of the, the history of dairy farms and how it used to be very very scary about this idea that milk could kill you. Um, and then we got it
2: pasteurized, so like yay, right? Like well, oh yeah, oh, no. now, now kids that need milk to grow healthy bones, oh they can do it safely. That's kind of a good thing, That's right? That's a good thing, yeah. So why would you why would you go backwards? Like <laughs> I don't know if you've ever
3: milked a cow. Like we we did a lot of stuff up at Davis, um, where you go milking and I mean the the udders are like covered in poo, right? And, and like you swab them and you do your best to clean them, but like that is not some sterile
2: You wouldn't <laughs> want to stick your mouth on that thing. <laughs> oh no. yeah. No, like you wanna boil that. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. Why is everyone deciding that raw is, like, better? That's the part I'm really, really confused
3: about. Um, like, pasteurization specifically is meant to get rid of the bacteria without denaturing. Like, you want the proteins intact. It doesn't denature anything in there. Like, you drink milk because you want the fats
2: right? and, and, and the protein. I think we have proof that proteins are not denatured if anyone has lactose intolerance, right? Right. Lactose is a protein. Like, please
3: pasteurize that out there.
2: And I mean, drinking pasteurized milk doesn't change the fact that if you're lactose intolerant, your body still has a reaction to lactose. And lactose is sugar, right? Yes. Yeah, so all of those things, your sugar,
3: your your fat your protein those are all still there it's just minus the life-threatening bacteria exactly (laughs) exactly and and this is this is the problem for me when i am trying to have these discussions you know on the one hand you have these super glossy it seems like the glossier and the slicker the videos are the stupider the content is like i don't know if one Sort of is supposed to compensate for the other, but I, I thought, didn't you?
2: I wanted um, to pull I up. I think the, CDC proves that we don't need fancy videos to actually give good, science. good information.
3: So let's see if our inverse correlation is correct. Is this?
2: Oh dear. Um, this is CDC. CDC has a page on basically like why raw milk can cause problems, and they've decided to make some videos that are okay. someone's personal story. Oh, that's
0: good. I know. Really great, family live in a small town in I think I watched this in middle (laughs) school right
2: when was this made
0: 1972 Uh, looks like it Julie describes what happened to her daughter and her husband
2: oh the production value on this thing
4: is amazing she drank the milk is when she started
3: having diarrhea started
4: having stomach pains and she grew up, Julie is, to the is really Lord upset about it. You can tell in this video. And um, while we were there, she had to go to the bathroom like every 10, 15, 20 minutes, something like that, constantly.
0: The family took their daughter to the. Local oh, it has a picture
3: of an ER. Pictures <laughs> 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 in portrait, not even the landscape. Terrible video. <laughs>
0: oh, and
2: then a Whereas picture of a random person getting on a helicopter. We were waiting
4: in the waiting room, and I noticed my husband was looking pretty sick. He was actually laying on the floor in the waiting room. Oh, that'll you know, <laughs> make you sick. Anyways. Head, like this with his arms. Never
2: lay on the floor in an ER. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, okay, so obviously
3: the production values leave something to be desired here, but I she's describing food poisoning. Why are you acting surprised? You drank raw milk, and now you're pooping yourself every 10 minutes, and your kid has to get life-lighted
2: to children's, and they're like, oh, if only I knew. Yeah, well, but that's the sad thing, right? Is that we tell people like, oh, but if you're supporting, like, You know, natural and unadulterated things like life is going to be better for you. No, that's not the case at all. Natural is not better because, by the way, cyanide is natural. Arsenic is natural. (laughs)
3: Salmonella is natural. Salmonella is natural. Now I'm I'm invested in the story and I want to know.
2: I need to know about
0: what happened to Julie. Julie's husband spent a week in the hospital for his own infection contaminated wrong why did
2: Julie family. not get sick
0: since he was unable she to probably help didn't her take drink care it. of their daughter Julie was forced to make the medical decisions on her own
4: when my husband oh, had God. To go to the hospital oh too, dear eyes Is- my family came down to Kansas City no
2: woman can make a decision on their own they need their time, husband's
4: support it's not the same I wanted him there I didn't know if i was going to be able to make all the right decisions okay
2: obviously her
3: decision making skills Um, leave something to be desired clearly i don't know
2: (laughs) like okay clearly though like i don't know that her husband would have helped her to make better medical decisions because he's the one that was like sure go down the street to the local farm and grab some milk from the goats he drank it yeah exactly (laughs) like oh sad okay julie what happened
0: while Julie's husband was in the hospital, she stayed with her ailing daughter. The next probably two
3: what is weeks. That feedback were noise. Just
0: horrible. I don't know.
4: Like, it sounds like, like her pancreas shut like down. Like aliens her kidneys weren't functioning, so she had to have that dialysis constantly. Oh my god. Um, constant vomiting still. Just
0: was <laughs> like aliens hey in the background. <laughs> it does
4: sound like
2: aliens. It's really bad. My
4: daughter turned oh, into a completely CDC. different person just begging people. She would beg anyone that came in to help her with the pain. Julie's oh. daughter was
0: I know, diagnosed with an E. coli infection, <gasps> which she got from drinking raw goat's milk. Ooh. While in the hospital, she had to have blood transfusions and frequent insulin shots.
2: She sounds, sounds like she, she was in a multi-organ system failure. Yeah, year. she needed insulin call so the cause. pancreas
3: was trash and her kidneys were trash. She was on dialysis. Okay, then look, what, what would possibly benefit you from raw milk? And I don't want you to just say, oh, it's natural. I want you to tell me very, very specifically, what benefits do you get that is worth the risk of multi Organ system failure. Organ system failure. A dialysis and and death. potentially, yeah, death and, and stroke and seizures or whatever else this poor little kid was going through in a month of hospitalization. What? There is a reason. There is a reason that our food supply doesn't normally kill us. And these people are choosing to throw it out the window because of their, I don't know, pride or unwillingness to
2: believe, I'm utterly befuddled. Yeah, I mean, to me, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. But uh, when you have people like Food Babe telling you that um, everything needs to be natural and unprocessed, and you know she's got a big following, so why wouldn't she be right? Um, you know, she it makes it a yoga mat. That's her claim to fame. I know. And it's really sad too, right? Right because she demonized Subway for putting a quote chemical in their bread, which is a totally safe chemical um in small amounts and maybe it's the same chemical that's used in processing yoga mats. Um, that doesn't mean waters, you're eating yoga mats. Yeah,
3: like water is used in processing both things, too. Right, right. So you know, maybe water, she
2: should stay away from water. It's bad news bears. Water water is found in sewage.
3: Oh, my God. And I'm drinking some tea right now. You that are also literally drinking, drinking poo. poo.
2: <laughs> According to Food, food Babe. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what ended up happening with Julie and her family. They recovered
0: enough to go home, but the health problems... Didn't end. Oh God! Julie's daughter was still in pain and not acting like her normal nine-year-old self. For Julie, the emotional strain of having two family members sick didn't sink in until after the ordeal was over. Oh God! She's got if like I PTSD from goat's milk, that milk that now. Goat's Clearly. Like... Okay.
3: Now look. I mean, CDC. God bless you. This is what happens when you have a government budget, right? Like, th- <sighs> yeah. it's kind of dragging on. Like, we get it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> The and this is values, why no one watches this the CBC why watches videos.
3: It. So no, you need you need something flashier. You need like a an Instagram influencer to be taking selfies from the hospital <laughs> instead of this thing that looks like a school backdrop. Like I'm just you know, right. that apparently is what gets people's attention. What well, you know what we need? We need a Kardashian.
2: <laughs> we need a kardashian to drink raw, raw milk, milk yes. and have you know serious pathology Seri- that would
3: be the end of the industry if one of them got <laughs> e coli and multi-organ Abs- some failure absolutely kim <laughs> let's take one for the team girlfriend <laughs> what the woo is an educational podcast and is not a substitute for professional care and advice Please seek appropriate medical care for any health care concerns. Opinions expressed are solely
2: those of the doctors and not those of any sponsors or employers. Kaylee is a health conscious single mom from Connecticut. Oh, here we go. Who enjoyed being active. Okay, let's see what happened to her.
0: She expected raw milk to improve her health and bought her first quart of raw cow's milk at a health food store. Oh, Two God. or three days after finishing the milk, Kaylee began to get sick. Stomach cramping led to vomiting, and soon she was too weak to care for her 18-month-old son. Oh,
5: God. Yeah, I was, you know, falling against the walls and stuff, and I realized how weak I was. Oh, God. You know, this had, had gone on for probably a week and a half total of just this intense stomach cramping. I think a I lost week? 20 pounds. A week? and a half? You're um, falling against walls, but you're like, no biggie, like, let's stay home. Um, so I, I figured I must be, you know, really dehydrated, and maybe I should go to a clinic. After about an hour there, they had given me um, two very large IV bags of uh, saline, and I still did not have to pee. Um, so they were very concerned and realized that um, my kidneys were shutting That's down. They were almost completely non functional at that point. Oh, and there's the, the same e. picture of
2: E. coli as there was when we watched she about the other lady. In the hospital.
5: Was that E. coli I too? I ended up
2: with uh, uh, my 157 h 7 destroying itself,
5: um, and my kidneys cannot process it. And my kidneys Well, clearly E. coli is a big deal and, with uh,
2: unprocessed uh, milk.
5: They <laughs> start to shut down. So I ended up having to have over 20 treatments of um, plasmapheresis, and yeah. um, by the time my, my treatment was done, uh, I had. Over 400 different donors worth of plasma. Over several
2: months. All because Haley's you wanted raw milk to help her digest I, it better. I recovered
5: better than a lot of people do. Um, think like it helps it, her, it, her digestion at, at all? all. Um,
0: uh.
5: But my uh, my kidney function is still not normal.
0: Kaylee believes there are a lot of misconceptions about foodborne illness. Here we go, no, Stacy. Thank you. How serious it can be?
5: You know, I had heard food poisoning, you know, they talk about it in the news, an outbreak of this, an outbreak of that, and you don't really know what that means. You know, you you think of it as, um like I said, getting a stomach ache for a couple days. Um you know, it's it's within just your scope of your experiences and to to most people and therein lies the
3: problem. A yeah. couple
5: days out of work. Um you know, never, never, never would I have thought that, you know, What you
0: eat can kill you. Haley drank raw milk because she thought it was a healthy choice. But after her health battles, she knows better.
5: You have to make good choices and you need to think about consequences. Um, You have to weigh risks. So what I want to know on some
3: things, how do you change these people's minds ahead of time? Like, and that's the, like, so she's changed her mind just for herself.
2: Well, and clearly, though, we, we haven't figured it out, right? Because these videos were clearly made in, like, the 70s, right? I think
3: they were. No, they look like no. they, I mean, I think they were made pretty recently. They just look oh. like they were made in the 70s. Okay,
2: so I thought the CDC has been putting this out, like, maybe for 40, 50 years almost. No, they've got, like, an infographic, and that's kind of like
3: a 2000s thing. I, I don't I, know. I feel like they probably only had a very small budget.
2: Yeah, because, oh, here's the thing, their budget is spent on actually going right. out and making sure factories are safe for I'm telling humans. you, that's why
3: I think they need to take, like, they need to outsource this to to influencers, you know? Get with the times, man. Make the videos a little bit better. But I mean, it does sort of go back to the point where if you are the CDC and you are trying to get the word out there on the shoestring budget, because you're not a marketing agency, right? You're a safety agency. How do you possibly compete with glossy, fun, sexy, cleavagey people talking about something that's really, really impossible to disprove? It makes it it makes it makes really hard. And, and I think... To go back to her point, people do need to hear those stories, and this is probably not the best venue for it. Um, I know for me, I've had food poisoning, you know, multiple times, all of us have, and even the quote-unquote mild food poisoning, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Oh, yeah, it feels like so- you'd rather die. <laughs> like, when I was coming back, I was coming back from Mexico, and I really thought I did everything right, but obviously I didn't. Something... Was not right. And fortunately, like I made it home before this, um, this hit me. But I remember like crawling across the house to the spare bedroom because I didn't want to wake my husband up with my vomiting noises. And, And I was so weak, like I couldn't get back to ask him for help. And so, thank God I had just enabled the Alexa skill. Because <laughs> I, I, there was no way that I was going to be able to, like, I was too weak to call. But I was like, Alexa, drop it on the master bedroom. Oh, no. So, my husband's sleeping, and all he hears is, this <laughs> boop, boop, <boom. laughs> I need some ammonia. <laughs> He's
2: like, Where are you? I'm like, I'm dying. And You're I feel like. We can talk a little bit about that too. The whole, I need some Imodium. For some reason, folks really believe that diarrhea is a bad thing, right? Well. Because it is. It's terrible. (laughs) But um, like, we don't want to stop that process. Yes, we want to stop it if it's been going on for days on end and you're not able to replenish the fluids that have come out your back end. But in reality, that diarrhea process is your body's way the natural in quote way of of getting rid of the toxins. We're talking real toxins. Again. Right. Toxins from E coli, toxins from Shigella, you know, all of these things. Um they're literally floating in your poo and we're going to get them out into the toilet. Not we're not talking about those weird toxins when you do a detox diet. Okay. But what happens is if you take emodium, you're actually stopping that process from happening and you're holding all those toxins into your intestines because you're slowing the elimination. Um, so we don't suggest taking Imodium, even though it does make your life a little bit better in the short term. What about Pepto? So there's some research about that that shows that the salicylic acid in Pepto can help to combat some foodborne illness. Um... The problem is, is salicylic acid is... You know, it's the active ingredient in aspirin as well. So we want to make sure that we're not giving it to young children and that you're not, um, you know, some folks think like if one dose is good, 72 doses are better. Um, We don't want to do that. We do see toxic levels of salicylic acid from taking Pepto-Bismol. So certainly, you know, I'm not giving individual medical advice here, but um, there is some support of Pepto-Bismol helping with that.
3: All I know is that until you've been through it, you forget. like it's not like, oh, whatever, a little bit of diarrhea. Like that visceral pain from those violent cramps. like you can't even stand up straight. Oh, it's and terrible. That's what blew me away. Like I lasted an hour before I was calling in for help.
2: She had those cramps for a week? Yeah, she's at a week and a half, and she kept it going on until she was falling against walls because she was so weak. Like, yeah, that was probably because she was in kidney failure, and, and she pain. literally had toxins building up, oh. and her brain couldn't think right, couldn't coordinate muscles. It's terrible. And, I mean, that shows you the strength of a single mom, right?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good, good on her for that. Now, hopefully yeah. she makes some other better decisions. So... Okay, now I've never actually gone to the doctor for food poisoning because for me it's always been self-limiting, and I haven't been dehydrated enough to need it. Mm-hmm. Now I've I've done it with um, with my kids and with my husband when he got super dehydrated and needed fluids. Like what what is sort of the the benchmark? And I know it's somewhere between twelve hours and a week and a half, <laughs> right? where exactly where you should go in.
2: So you <laughs> know, there's no like perfect number of like, oh, if you're still having diarrhea after, you know, 17 hours, you need to come get seen. You know, the big thing is, is number one, are you having fevers? Are you having fevers? And also, are you able to keep liquids down? Um, so sometimes you can have a simple viral infection that doesn't actually need antibiotics. But if more liquids are coming out your bum than are going in your mouth, then that's the problem because dehydration can actually cause a lot more problems than, than the actual viral illness or, you know, some bacterial illnesses that don't have their own toxins that are killing your kidneys. Um, so the big thing is, is you know, fevers, uh, can you stay de- stay hydrated? Yeah. And also, like, are you still able to perform activities of daily living? Like, if you're doing what she's talking about, falling against walls, or mm-hmm. I can't take care of myself, like that's the bigger problem, right? It's well, okay to sometimes be sick and miserable at home. Gosh. I mean, if anyone's seen their husband with a common cold, they're dying. The man cold? Yes. Yeah. Um, those are okay. They don't need to go to the emergency room. <laughs> but again, like, it's the whole point of, like, are you functional? Yeah. Or are you not functional?
3: I was not functional. Yeah. But um, the, the Imodium did make me better. I know, no, I know. I'm to our listeners evidence, <laughs> evidence-based medicine I won't do it next time
2: just call me I'll okay. help a girl out <laughs> <laughs>
3: only because I give you free vet advice <laughs> exactly <laughs> we'll be right back
2: don't forget to subscribe to our woocast on iTunes Google Play or directly on our website at podcast.com. you can email us at contact at com. Or go to our website and fill out the contact form there. We'd love to hear from you.
3: Okay, what What else does the CDC have for us? It looks like there's no shortage of people that were harmed by... Ro- there's
2: a bunch of women. Yes. So Mary from California is the kind of mom who does her homework. So let's okay. listen.
3: Yes, what sort of homework? She is reading the Food Babes blog. She's
2: educated. <laughs> uh, Here's a
3: disclaimer.
2: a It's a real person. And still, photographs are used to help recreate. Thanks for that.
0: Mary McGonagall Martin from California is the kind of mom who does her homework. Searching for a healthier way to provide dairy for her seven year old son, she considered raw milk. Why a is it healthier? convinced her that a particular brand of raw no. milk, which was tested by the farmer, seemed safe. What is so testing? She bought some for her son.
1: I was lulled into a false sense of safety. So, yes. in my mind, if the milk was tested, and they've never found a, a pathogen in this milk, and he had been in business for four years, and they tested it, then how could how could it possibly have a pathogen? I think
2: a lot of people are and like for Mary. Two
1: weeks, I bought a quart just to see did he like it.
3: And and that's something that I think is also um, important for for people to know, like this, this testing, and that's why anytime you're testing for a foodborne. Um, disease, and we see this in the pet food industry as well, you can't just test one time and assume the whole thing's safe, right? It's not like the E. coli or whatever it is is evenly spread amongst every drop of milk, right? There's going to be like pockets where it's, it's safe and not safe. So testing alone doesn't guarantee you safety.
2: Well, and also you have to wonder, like, what test are you using? Right. Are are you using a lab that's certified and their methods are accepted as giving good, um, positive results? Right. You know, are they just getting a whole bunch of false negatives because they're using the wrong testing criteria? Right. Yeah, and there are certifications for
3: these.
0: The third batch that we bought was the one that was contaminated with E. coli. After drinking the contaminated raw milk... Her son became ill, and then his condition quickly deteriorated. Her son was diagnosed with hemolytic uremic syndrome, or oh, HUS, e. a complication caused by an E. coli infection. Mary went from being the mother of a child with diarrhea and vomiting to the mother of a child who was in kidney failure and needed dialysis. Mm. Over the next two months, he was admitted to three different hospitals oh, as health care providers worked to save his life
1: and put him on dialysis. And we put him on a ventilator. That um, he could he wasn't gonna make it on his own. And he had congestive heart failure. And that he would die without this. And I become emotional because truly I thought he was gonna die at the moment. I thought that was it he can't he's fought for so long, he has nothing left in him. So actually The ventilator was the greatest gift because his body could rest, and it did the breathing for
0: him. Health problems associated with an E. coli infection don't always end once a person leaves the hospital. It's
1: been three years, and he's a very, I would say this is the first year um, that I would say life is, Pretty normal and typical
2: Wow, it took him three years to recover oh, from, from one batch grade of grade raw throat. milk that was oh, contaminated.
0: Okay. After watching her son battle for his life, Mary began to truly understand the risks of drinking raw milk.
1: The risk from drinking raw milk isn't a, a tummy ache for a few days or d- diarrhea and vomiting that goes away. The, the risk is that the pathogen could kill you.
0: Mary chose to buy raw milk because she had read about its benefits. After reflecting on her raw milk research, Mary believes that the risks weren't communicated.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Think I don't about even that think the, the benefits are real, right? About the risks. <laughs> yeah. And I maybe that just sounds so naive. I I didn't think to look for that because all the information just talks about all the positives and so in my She's not mind, on the CDC
3: website clearly
1: milk, <laughs> I, I felt that covered it oh. Raw milk is safe if there's not a pathogen but the chance of it having a pathogen the risk is so huge it doesn't outweigh the benefit <sighs> ah
2: thank you Mary
3: maybe like maybe they should require that raw milk have that big black, box label like they do on cigarettes yeah. with like a sick kid on a ventilator. And I mean I don't mean to make light of of that situation, but I, I I don't think she's right. People don't understand those risks. And that's because they've been glossed over by the people that are promoting the quote unquote health benefits. And and they do say, well what's the worst you're gonna it's the same people that say, oh measles no big deal. Right. Food poisoning. So you have a few little cramps here and there. Like, no, it's right it's actually your child on a ventilator for several months while you and and some i mean they're showing you the happy endings they're not showing you the people that buried their child and to me to me every time i see that happen i want to drag food babe to that child's funeral and have her account to that mother's face why she thought she was an expert who could give this sort of health advice it's not just about battling for page views they're giving advice that kills little children and that makes me mad
2: well and you know like we talked about on our previous podcast like besides the fact that food babe doesn't know what the hell she's talking talking about there's large news organizations like CNN that are giving her a platform that says oh hey like what you're saying is okay and yeah we're gonna promote really unhealthy practices for
3: food yeah like it would be nice if they're like hey if you don't throw your romaine away you might actually be in a ventilator and, and then die
2: yeah, I think like all these raw milk things should have, like I said, that warning. It could be really quick though. You might die. You might that's die. That's it. That's all. Like it's, I feel know. like that's all we need to say. <laughs> well, that's what when
3: people ask me about getting lumps aspirated, they're like, "What is it?" I'm like, "Well, it might be nothing, and it could be cancer, and you double die." Like, you know? Yeah. It is possible. Absolutely. And that usually gets them to do the aspiration.
2: Exactly. Like that's the thing is. I feel like, you know, folks like Food Babe or whomever who's who's like really promoting this like natural, unadulterated thing, they're not really thinking worst case scenario. And I think that no. as healthcare professionals, that's our training is we're trained To think of worst-case scenario and rule that out before everything else. Or avoid worst-case scenario before everything else. Like, there's no way in hell I would drink raw milk. No. And, I mean, I'm not even a fan of raw honey, which I know is a little bit safer. But... um, You know, the the fact remains that why take those risks when we have healthy alternatives? Well, and and the
3: problem that that I see the most with these sorts of discussions is at the end of the day, you have a right to make those decisions and you should be educated about the benefits and the risks. And they're not being educated properly about the benefits or the risks. And that's that's the problem. Like we know the risks. I don't know the benefits because I haven't really heard of any. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any any that said so to me it's all risk
2: yeah I mean I, when I've watched these videos like it says oh I decided to choose raw milk um, because I wanted to be more healthy I don't like I literally don't understand how drinking raw milk has health benefit.
3: No, I look at it and all I see is like a, a dying little kid. Like I was in Sprouts and I was picking up some butter and I was like, God, this is really expensive. And it was raw butter and I literally was like, ah, I like threw it back on the shelf <laughs> exactly. like it was contaminated. And that's that's the reaction that I get because again, like you, to me, that's what that that represents is is illness and
2: absolutely like i feel like if you're drinking you know using raw butter or raw milk like you might as well be grabbing you know uncooked chicken and then licking your hands like it's the (laughs) same lists in my mind like and everybody knows like oh if you're dealing with raw uncooked chicken like that's a problem that has its health risks it's not worth it why aren't they thinking the same about oh, milk See,
3: maybe these are the um this is what we need to do this is my <laughs> this is what i think okay so on the raw milk bottles instead of a black label you should just put a picture of a cow's butt with <laughs> diarrhea on it like Absolutely. this is what you're drinking <laughs>
2: I, I think that could work. I you mean know, or just an if, infographic like you were yeah, in project. Like yeah. I
3: think you know, so people know what they're really getting themselves into. Um or or like if if you wanna do this you should also lick some raw chicken. Yeah. Same same risk factors. Or maybe we can find some sort of indicator like if there's E. coli present in this milk it turns grey.
2: <laughs> and then all of the milk in the raw section is great right. except for like one bottle. <laughs> then maybe it'd be a little less appetizing.
3: Yeah. We just need to, we need to be a little more clear with our visuals about, but I actually like the cow poop one. I'm going to, I think we should do it. I'm going to actually suggest that.
2: <laughs> you can get some stickers printed up at a
3: few of the websites. I get myself permanently at.
2: banned. Yeah. <laughs> you
3: won't be able to go to Vaughn's again <laughs> or Sprouts. Oh, or- it's worth <laughs> it. I'm here to educate.
0: Thanks for listening. See you next time on What The Woo.